Hello, this is Dr. Roxanne. I'm a chiropractor and a clinical nutritionist. My goal on these podcasts is to educate you on health and wellness topics so you can understand them and use the information to enhance your health and vitality. By understanding the information, you as a listener can make better choices in your daily life. Thank you for listening and go make your day a healthy and happy one. Episode 2, Deciding Which Diet is Best. Today I want to touch on the different diets that are out on the market and help you decide which plan is best for you. So you decided you want to start on a new weight loss plan or a wellness plan, but there's so many out there. Which one is best for you? Of course, genetic testing is probably the best way to know which plan is best for you. I do that in my office for people who are really tired of all these different weight loss programs and not succeeding. I always say, let's not guess, let's test. That way, we save time and energy and the patient has peace of mind knowing that this plan is best for their genetic makeup. But many of my patients decide on their plan based on what their coworkers are doing or what the plan their family members are doing. And that makes total sense to me. I mean, why not? It gives them the accountability, they have that support, and they, when they're struggling, they have someone to talk to and someone to watch them and make sure they don't do what they're not supposed to do. So that makes total sense. The most common weight loss plans my patients come into my office with, or they ask me about, are the keto diet, the paleo diet, vegetarian, vegan diet, intermittent fasting, the Whole30 diet, FODMAP diet, Weight Watchers diet, flexitarian diet. The great thing about these diets is they seem to work, at least initially. People lose weight, they have more energy, they have less pain, they sleep better, they have increased self-esteem, they feel fantastic. But the bad thing about these diets is that in many cases, now not all cases, but in many cases, the weight loss isn't permanent. They start slowly putting on weight, they start feeling deprived, they're irritable, they're hungry, they start getting all these cravings, or they start hitting plateaus and they just can't lose. And when this happens, something I call the vicious cycle begins. The vicious cycle is something we've all experienced. It is what frustrates me and many people and what causes many of us to give up. Here's what happens. So we finally make a decision that we're going to start on a new diet. And of course we wait till Monday. (laughs) I guess that makes us feel entitled that we can eat all weekend. We can have like our last supper all weekend long. And yeah, so Monday when we start our diet, we probably gain some weight, you know, over the weekend, but Monday's here. We're mentally prepared and we're ready for the challenge. Initially, nothing can stop us. We begin our program and and maybe even increase our exercise regimen. I mean, we are motivated and we're ready. And by the end of the week, we might have lost two pounds, three pounds, five pounds, and now we're even more motivated. By week three, other people start noticing and they start complimenting us on our weight loss. Now we're really on fire. We have more energy. Our clothes are looser. We start feeling better in our clothes. I mean, life is great. We go to social functions. Nothing can derail us. I mean, we're on fire with this plan and food. Nothing can tempt us. But then it happens. 
that vicious cycle for no apparent reason, resentment pops up. And our positive attitude, well, that just went out the window. We try to rally back and fight against this and keep going down the path that we know we can do because we've been doing so good, but it starts to get harder. And at the next social function, even though people are still complimenting us, we start noticing the food. I mean, we even notice the food we normally wouldn't even eat. All of it looks great. And we start noticing all those drinks available. And then we take a look at those desserts. And we think, you know what? Just one bite. That won't hurt. We taste the cheesecake or we nibble on that cookie. And to our defense, I mean, really? We've already calculated how many carbohydrates we can eat. Now, I'm not lying, am I, guys? We calculate how many carbs can we get away with so that it doesn't do too much damage. But not too long after those little bites, guilt sets in. And we think to ourselves, oh, why did we just do that? <laughs> that was just so dumb. Oh, gosh. But the next morning, we get up and we weigh. And yes, we gain two pounds, five pounds or whatever. And even though we're discouraged, we stay on the plan. We that day conquer it and we meal prep and we do everything we need to do. We go throughout the day. But the problem is it's getting tougher. We're starting to feel deprived. We're starting to have cravings. We, you know, now it's even getting worse to where we can't even hide it or we can't even beat it. Um, they're starting to get out of control. The more we fight, the more irritable we become. And so really guys, what do we do? We might be able to fight this off for two or three weeks, but then inevitably what happens? We throw our hands up in the air and we order that pizza or go to that Mexican food restaurant and just blow it. Year after year, we do this. We diet, we lose weight, we feel great, the cravings start, we resist, they attack with a vengeance, we feel deprived, we backslide, we try to get back on the diet only to totally fall off the diet and we gain the weight back. This is what I call the lifetime membership to the Vicious Cycle Club. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because before you decide or begin on any weight loss program or plan, or even if it's a wellness plan, you need to think if this plan is really doable with your lifestyle. You need to look at the pros and the cons of the diet. I mean, really, what's the point of putting yourself through all these restrictions if you're just going to put all the weight back on? And keep in mind what our true goals are. On any weight loss program, we want to make sure we're losing the right kind of weight because we want to lose weight so that we can be healthy and have vitality. We want to stick to an eating plan that helps us lose you know, the fat we want to and get rid of the water, but we also want to maintain muscle. If you're on a plan that doesn't do this, then you're just going to be setting yourself up for failure. As you lose muscle, you also lose the ability to burn calories. And that's why many of my patients will start hitting plateaus 
sometimes after six weeks, sometimes after three months of being on one of these different diets. So my point here is before you go on any diet or even if you're doing a diet, the scale is not the answer. Many of my patients jump on a scale every day and then they come into the office so excited because they lost five pounds or they lost 10 pounds and they're just like motivated and, they're, and, and it's all great. But losing weight by itself does not guarantee that you're optimizing your health. You know, the scale is a summation of the amount of water you lost, the amount of fat you lost, and the amount of muscle, right? So by stepping on the scale, you have no idea what kind of weight you just lost. It is best to get your body composition tested, probably about every two weeks, because then you'll know what kind of weight you're losing. Even if you lost five or 10 pounds, but it was mostly muscle and maybe a little bit of water, that's not good. Now you're really just a smaller fat person. A number on the scale should never be your focus. In fact, I even have some patients who come to my office very frustrated and they're ready to give up. They're like, I can't do this. I did everything I was supposed to do and I haven't lost any weight. But when we measure their body composition, what we found out is they lost five pounds of fat. They gained about two and a half pounds of muscle and they were holding a little bit of water. In one case, it's because they had some tomato sauce in their food, which is high in sodium, which is okay. But they didn't have any weight loss on the scale because they lost five pounds of fat, but they also put on muscle, which is good. And they were holding a little bit of water. So this was great progress. Our focus needs to be on the type of weight we are losing. This is not only critical for permanent weight loss, but it's also important for long-term health and vitality. So I'm going to try to explain this a little bit in, in a way that you can understand why it's important to, that we want to keep muscle. Muscle mass is metabolically active tissue, right? So the more muscle mass you have, the more calories you're going to burn throughout the day, even when you sleep. So think of it this way. Every time you contract your muscle, glucose is being driven to the cell. So it just makes sense. The more muscle cells you have, the more glucose that you're going to be shuttling in your cells throughout the day. This means you're burning more calories. If you lose muscle mass, now you're decreasing the number of muscle cells. So you're not going to be using as many glucose or you're not going to be uptaking as much glucose. Therefore, you're decreasing your amount of calories that you're burning throughout the day. So this slows down your metabolism, which obviously isn't a good thing. And this is what happens to many of my patients. They go on these quick weight loss diets and yes, they lost 20 or 30 pounds. But what I found out, they lost like 15 pounds of muscle. So now their metabolism is slowed down. So at the beginning, they used to eat a certain amount of calories or a certain amount of food. But once they lose muscle mass, now they're going to have to eat less and less and less in order to keep that weight off. And that is terrible. I mean, that overall is not going to be successful for most people. And so what about the water weight? On the other hand, I get a lot of people that are so excited, you know, because initially they lose 10 pounds of water the first two weeks or two, 10 pounds. I'm sorry. They lose 10 pounds on the scale you know, for the first two weeks and they're so excited. 
But when we do the body comp test, we realize that most of it was all water. And still, that's a good thing. But remember, the reason why initially it's so easy to lose weight is because now, because whatever plan you are on, you are probably eating less processed food, which is high in sodium, and you're probably decreasing the amount of carbs you're eating. See, carbs and sodium generally make people retain water. So by cutting both of those out, or at least cutting them back, it's going to be so easy to drop that weight. And that's a good thing, but don't get frustrated if after you start losing the excess water weight, that now your progress starts slowing down. That's going to be normal. So again, don't think because your progress slows down that you're not losing fat or that this plan is not successful. You're just going to have to be patient. Again, the scale should never be your focus. If you don't want to get your body comp tested, you don't want to go see someone, a good rule of thumb I tell people, well, how does your clothes fit? Do you feel less bloated? Do you wake up more energized? Do your muscles seem firmer, maybe more toned? Are your pants loose around your waist? And that's a big thing. It's the first thing I say, okay, your waist, your pants, how do they fit like around your waist? And they're like, oh, man, they're just falling off like around my waist. I mean, you, they're so big. Or, oh, I had to wrench up a couple more notches on my belt. That is good. That is a really good sign that you are losing the right kind of weight. So again, we don't want to focus on the scale. Now, I know there's going to be several of you out there because I have lots of patients um, that do this as well. You're going to get on the scale every morning and that's okay. But again, if you really want to know what kind of weight loss you have or if your program is working for you, you need to find a way to get your body comp tested because that's going to keep you motivated. And that's going to keep you on track because again, our goal is to lose water and fat and maintain muscle or even put on more muscle. So next week, I'm going to discuss the different weight loss programs individually, and I'm going to talk about the pros and cons of each. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach me at my website at drroxanne.com.